0: this is april 15th 2020 i'm calling this my Corona cast. uh the fourth one since uh the lockdown occurred uh in new york states it was uh march 22nd <clears throat> not sure what to call these things that uh, somewhere and something that got by me they distinguished between quarantine and lockdown and sheltering at home and on and on but uh This is what we have. Uh, I just can't resist commenting on the fact that as I look to my left, out the front window of our house, I've been able to appreciate uh, some uh, neighborhood children coming by with their parents, of course with their parents, Mm -hmm. uh, coming by on the sidewalk and spotting the teddy bear in our window. I wonder how many of you know about this phenomenon. I first heard about it from Amala Sensei a couple of weeks ago. She said that uh, it was a it was a way of showing solidarity uh, a, a second way other than singing together at some appointed hour each night that people were putting teddy bears in the windows of their houses um, mostly for for children to spot that During this pandemic, more people than ever are taking walks outside, parents with children. And uh, it gives children something, a little task to see how many teddy bears they can count in the windows. So uh, we found one here at our house left over from when our nieces and nephews would visit uh, when they were still young. And propped it up in our window, and it is very satisfying to see kids with their little their little index fingers pointing, smiling, waving. so if you've got one in your house, that's you know what you can do with it. <clears throat> I am hearing from a lot of people these days uh naturally. Uh, doing a lot of email correspondence and and uh teledoxons and uh there are a lot of themes that um, are emerging as a very common experience that people are having um, of course there 's the generalized anxiety and fear that people talk about, I hear this from my wife too, a clinical psychologist, who says that every 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 one of her patients talks about these the fear and anxiety that they have. I think probably most of all because of not knowing where this is all going. Not knowing can be a frightening thing and It's very common to be frightened by the unknown. It can also be an exciting thing. Someone sent me some words of uh, Pascal, the French philosopher. I read other words of his uh, last week, I think. But this is new to me. Uh, Listen to what he says. Somewhere, something incredible is waiting to be known. There's this big, wide horizon that we can't see over. And who knows what changes will come from this. Long-term changes, sea changes in our society. A lot of people are speculating about it. There's an article that I read recently called, Why Am I Having Weird Dreams Lately? This seems to be another somewhat common phenomenon. Uh, I've heard it from a few people in the Sangha. This was from an article in the New York Times by Katie Weaver, uh, April 13th, just two days ago. And uh, it's it's a very interesting article about all of the elements that are at play now uh, as we go on moving toward the unknown, through the unknown. But there were these two paragraphs that uh, really kind of swept me away because they were just so eloquent, and uh, I'd like to read them. These are the words of uh, Katie Weaver. As the new coronavirus' grip strengthens to a chokehold, waking life itself, for many, has taken on an odd, dreamlike air. For populations unexpectedly and indefinitely confined to their homes, timekeeping no longer seems staked to the orderly movements of the sun, but tied to a cloud selected at random. The surreal reality of American cities and towns also mirrors the half-remembered, half-empty approximations explored in sleep, ordered by the same pliable, foggy logic. Masks are pilloried until they are mandatory. Liquor stores open early for sexagenarians only. An invisible plague makes people fall gravely ill, seemingly at random, touching anything, everything is banned. Wonderful, wonderful practice at, uh, practice in non-abiding. This is one of the Richest Buddhist words you'll find in texts dating back centuries our we're called to abide in non-abiding, to learn to navigate our way through the unknown. We're all getting a lot of practice at that. Here's a report that came to me from one of our members. Um, on the East Coast. This is what he said. Some unexpected things taking place in this new realm. Attendance at class has been the best all school year. Of course, he means remote attendance, virtual attendance. He's a teacher. The students are just so happy to see one another. We visit for a few minutes, share stories, and then get down to work. Several students who struggle with social anxiety at school are doing great from the safety of their homes. I'm actually getting much closer to some of the students and their friends and colleagues in this new dynamic. Fascinating. Here's another one that uh, I'm sure some others uh, have been experiencing. She writes... Both my husband and I are sitting daily and we both note that our sittings seem to be stronger. Perhaps this is because there are fewer distractions and we are not impatient to get on to the next scheduled activity in our usual schedule. (coughs) Switching gears here to the earthy, I wanted to share with people some uh, f- recent finding on the toilet paper shortage. It seems that there are two grades of toilet paper. There's the home grade, and there's the outside the home grade. Outside the home is is business, schools, hospitals, public restrooms, airports. Uh, that that outside the home, the more commercial grade of toilet paper is not getting used much because people are at home and because people are at home the home grade of toilet paper is being consumed a great deal more and uh, it makes sense that's why at uh, supermarkets and other places uh, there is still some shortage of, of toilet paper although it doesn't seem to be Well, from my experience, it's not the same problem as it was two weeks ago. Here's another random thought, and this did not originate with me, I heard it somewhere. Uh, and It's the experience of people with physical or mental disabilities, Uh, in this sense, that all of us in our self-isolation are getting some sense of the isolation that many people with physical or mental disabilities experience for much of their lives. In my travels around the world I've come to conclude that in uh, developing countries um, there are fewer accommodations in in public, even fewer than here. And so I've heard that often people with these disabilities hardly ever emerge from their houses. It's probably not as bad in this country, but uh, it's another thing to reflect on, another little learning experience Uh, we can appreciate now that we're all we're all finding ourselves uh, more confined to the home there were one or two other things that I thought I would remember but they've slipped away but I I I did want to end with uh a little joke it's not it's not April Fool's day, so I can't uh introduce it uh, in the sly way that I did on that day when it led into a joke um, but here's here's how it goes uh it's a it's a the way it came to me uh was from my wife by the way it was uh, same as the other one, the other one came to me from my wife, a a cartoon, a two-panel cartoon. And in the first one, it's two women talking. In the first one, one, the one woman is saying to the other one, now that the quarantine is over and we can reconnect, uh, it's great to see you again. But I wonder, um, where's your husband? Uh, I haven't seen him. And the woman said, well, uh, he's out in the garden. And the other woman said, well, uh, yeah, I came through there. I, I didn't see him there. And then the other woman says, you have to dig. So, yeah, this is another thing I hear about more than experience firsthand is the, the, um, the frictions, the 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 conflicts that can build up uh, in the house when people have no escape, when they can't go out and enjoy themselves in the usual ways. Um, I've heard that uh, the incidence of domestic abuse is up, child abuse, alcoholism, alcohol consumption is up. It's another another arena of Zen practice, besides the venturing into the the unknown, not knowing what's ahead of us, uh, but also having to deal with the uh, the frictions that inevitably come up uh, between partners, spouses, uh, parents, and children. and other family members living in the same house. As trying as it may be, it would have to be worse without daily sitting. Without daily sitting. The sitting, the daily sitting, is the lubricant. It's it's what gives us the space. The space that allows us to work around people and be more resilient and learn to uh well to be more like clouds and water probably a lot of you know this is this is uh one of the ideals in zen the uh, the name for a novice monk in japan is unsui which means cloud water it's a, it's something we can all aspire to is to have that same uh, quality of no self that we see in clouds and water, where they just accommodate to the surrounding conditions, just finding their way and, uh, We have found our way, capital W, way. It's just a matter of sticking to it, doing it religiously. (laughs) There's been a lot of talk uh, this week, more than last week, about when we might resume, when we might open things up and resume life as we've always known it. Uh, many people say it's, it's a matter of uh, doing it in stages. You now, that's all some controversy. Um, but the, the governor, the New York governor, uh, Andrew Cuomo, uh, keeps emphasizing, and so does uh, Anthony Fauci, and uh, I've heard it from one or two others, that we can't let up now with our self-restraint we this is not the time now that the 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 curve is being softened uh, this isn't the time to get lax and uh, it it I couldn't help but think of uh, Late in Sashin, where uh, and, and especially on day six or day seven um, everyone everyone is way more free of thoughts than they normally are or even as more free of thoughts than they were at the beginning of Sashin. and uh, you can feel really like you've got this you've you've you've, you've you're have you going to really do it this time you're gonna you're going to see through the koan or whatever one is practicing but this that very point is when we do not want to let up we can't it's too much too much at stake we have to to Hold to it. It's um, It also made me think of that, that famous study in the 1960s, I think, maybe the early 1960s, the marshmallow test, where they uh, would have a child in a room alone, and they'd put a marshmallow in front of her or him, and, and tell him, these are toddlers, I don't know, six, eight, maybe 10 years old, and they would tell them, now, if you can hold off on eating this marshmallow for 10 minutes, then when I come back in after the 10 minutes, uh, you can have two marshmallows. Well, this uh, has become a, became a celebrated uh, study of uh, self-restraint and um, the ability to, as psychologists say, delay gratification and they have uh found it uh, causally linked to in in follow-up studies longitudinal studies that uh the the kids who were able to hold off on eating that one marshmallow in order to have a second one that they generally uh showed more uh earning power uh life earnings as 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 they aged um, it's, since then, there's been some some uh, controversy about whether the study uh, accounted for uh, class differences or race, racial differences. But um, the point is, however imperfect a study may have been, the point is that uh, this this success now with this pandemic uh, is. To a great degree, dependent on our ability to delay gratification, we can't get exuberant uh, as we see the curves uh, softening in the number of cases and the number of deaths. We have to hold fast to our our, our self-isolation uh, for the sake for the sake of others. Well, that's all I've got, and have a nice day.